Thank you, Tim and Rosie, and good morning, everybody, and of course, Happy Easter. It's, uh, hasn't it been just a very confusing year? This is our, our second Easter in lockdown, and it's been that confusing. I guess many of us have been asking the question, well, what's going on? What is going on, really? And I was thinking about this week, and really that, that first Easter must also have been a very confusing week. For the, for the disciples and the followers of Jesus because it had started, hadn't it, with the, the triumphal entry of Jesus coming into Jerusalem on a donkey and people praising the Lord, Hosanna and the Son of David and yet the week had finished uh, with a cross and uh, the, Jesus being crucified, the crowds having, having bayed for his breath, uh, death, beg your pardon. And that had all taken place in just a few days Monday, Sunday, whatever, the beginning of the week, triumph. By Friday, Jesus is crucified on the cross and has been buried in a tomb. And then on the Sunday, Mary Magdalene, Peter, well then Peter and John have gone down to the tomb to, to mourn their dead friend. And what they find is an empty tomb. They find that the seal is broken, that the guard has, has gone, uh, and there's only the burial clothes left, and they've been kind of laid neatly to one side. And the disciples, uh, particularly John and Peter, they, they go home utterly confused. They, they just go home confused. What is going on? And then later that morning, it says that Jesus appears to Mary Magdalene, and he speaks to her and so the day goes on until you get to that Sunday evening and if you've got a Bible just going to look at a few verses in John I want to look at John 20 because look what happens that evening John 20 says this it says that Sunday evening the disciples were meeting behind locked doors because they were afraid of the Jewish leaders. So they, they'd locked the doors and they're hiding indoors and it says suddenly Jesus was standing there among them Peace be with you, he said. And as he spoke, he showed them the wounds in his hands and in his side. And it says, they were filled with joy when they saw the Lord. That first Easter Sunday had proved something really, really important. It had proved that Jesus is the Messiah. Jesus is the Son of God, and the Son of God is alive. And then over the next 40 days, Jesus appeared to many other people to continue to uh, prove the miracle of him being raised to life again. Now that miracle of being raised to life wasn't uh, wasn't the first time that had happened. Jesus had done it a few times before, if you remember. He'd raised to life Lazarus, uh, the, the widow's son, Jairus' daughter. But predicting your own death, predicting that you would die and that then you would be raised to life yourself, actually that's, that's in a different league. If Jesus can predict that and it become true, then really you can take 
confidence that everything he says about himself and the Father must be true. So have a look at what he said in, in John chapter 10. John chapter 10, if you've got that, just going to look at a couple of verses there. From verse 17, Jesus said this about his own coming crucifixion. He says, the Father loves me because I sacrifice my life so that I may take it back again. No one can take my life from me. I sacrifice it voluntarily. For I have authority to lay it down when I want to and also to take it up again. For this is what my father has commanded. It's incredible to be able to say that and then make it true. Now look then at what Jesus says at the same time that he said those words predicting what would happen go up just a few verses to chapter verse 9 of chapter 10 and this is him describing a bit more about himself he says this he says i am the gate whoever enters into the kingdom of heaven he's talking about whoever enters through me will be saved they will come in and they will go out and they will find pasture the thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy but i have come that they may have life and have it to the full. Jesus came, sacrificed his life, was raised again so that whoever comes to him will be saved for all eternity and have life in its fullness that's what he said would happen and then a couple of verses later he says this is what's going to happen to my life and it comes true and it's worth remembering i think in these confusing times how jesus described that abundant life he was talking at one point to a, a, a woman from samaria and uh, they were at a well and he was thirsty and he asked her for a drink will you give me a drink and they have a conversation. And in that conversation, Jesus says this in John uh, chapter 4. He says to her, she's asked for a drink. And they've had this conversation. He says this. If you knew the gift of God and who it is that is saying to you, give me a drink. You would have asked him and he would have given you living water. This abundant life is like drinking living water you will never be thirsty again any other water that you seem to drink will, will will seem substandard to the water of the life of Jesus it'll be like a pathetic uh, inferior substitute and in these really very confusing times I think it's important for us to remember the father's actions may seem confusing. They must have seemed confusing to Peter and John and Mary Magdalene and the other disciples at that point. But they are good and they are planned. So to navigate through confusing times, to keep our resilience and our faith high, we need to learn to trust him and to drink from the Holy Spirit, walking in the light of his knowledge.
We need, therefore, to refuse to drink from the well of doubt. We refuse that pessimism. We need to not walk in darkness. Now, I've had a last few days, really probably this last week, have, have felt particularly low and, and felt particularly uh, at the bottom of my energy levels, at the bottom of my emotional levels, at the bottom even of my spiritual kind of levels. I felt low, I felt confused, I felt fed up with everything. And I started to meditate on some of the words of the psalmist who, who puts this abundant life and drinking so very, very helpfully. If you've got a Bible, have a look at, at Psalm 36. Because in Psalm 36, this is what the psalmist is saying, describing something of this life. He says, how precious is your steadfast love, O God. The children of mankind take refuge in the shadow of your wings. They feast on the abundance of your house and you give them drink from your river of your delights. For with you is the fountain of life. In your light do we see light. And I've been meditating on that psalm a little bit, thinking about it, thinking about how Jesus made that life. Jesus said in that sense he was the fountain of life. John had said that Jesus was the light. How Jesus holds us in the shadow of his wings. And I've come to recognize again, really, that to keep yourself from being confused, to remain confident in the risen Lord Jesus, one needs to remember the truth of his resurrection, but not just remember the truth of the resurrection that was proved by his appearance to so many, but also to come to him, to drink from the fountain of life, to feast on the abundance of his house, to take refuge in the shadow of his wings. In just a few minutes time, we're gonna worship again. I wonder if the musicians could come and, and join me if we can uh, get the musicians, that'd be brilliant. I just want us to come to a place again of worshiping the Lord. It's Easter morning, the day that for thousands of years, really, a couple of thousand years, Christians have celebrated the life of Jesus. They've celebrated the joy of his resurrection. His resurrection proves that his were not just empty words. They prove that his words show that he wants you and I to enjoy abundant life. Life in all its fullness. So let's 
continue to draw close to him. Let's continue to be filled with the Holy Spirit. But most of all, let's celebrate. Let's glorify and let us worship the risen Lord Jesus who gave so much so that those of us who come to him, who enter through him, can have so much more than we ask or imagine. Let's remember the cross, but also the reality of the resurrected Lord Jesus.